started at 9.30, so we was here at 8.45 this morning, <laughs> even with the time change. <laughs> I have one excuse. <laughs> I don't have Facebook. She goes, well, go on Facebook. I went on Facebook, and I'm like, hey, baby, we got an hour and a half before church starts. Let's go to McDonald's. That's not really food. But God messed with me all the way here. And I realized why he did it. The title of my message today, holy smoke, there's a thing there. (laughs) Don't touch it. Can you hear me? (laughs) That'll make the person doing the audio go, ah, no. Here you go. Listen. God is in control, really, really. Now, I would have put like five different exclamations and about 16,000 question marks. So, really, really? What? You ain't been through something in your life, you're going, God, really? Are you sure? Not really, I'm sure. No, how many of you have walked through life going, mm, I don't see how this could be what God wants. I don't see how God could be in this. Ask you a question. Come here, my love. You're not in trouble yet, even though you got me here early, early. I had a mocha. <laughs> Here, I want you to understand. Twelve years ago when she was diagnosed with cancer, me seeing God move through that was not something that I was excited about. Twelve years later, when we got the cancer-free word, that's when I realized that God had a purpose. Twelve years of battle. Twelve years of chemo, radiation, operations, lopidophamies, adabactomies. You know what I mean? We had all of these different things. How could God really be in control? How? That would have probably hurt if I could feel that. Let me ask you a question. How can your son being shot, come to something for God. Let's see the miracle that you just told me. You 14, 15 things that were absolutely miraculous or he would have been D-E-A-D dead. Let me see how many things you can find Christ in there. Let me see. You understand that I had a surgery to get to that skinny? Mine went really horribly wrong, and yours has made you amazing. I got cheated. I should not have taken the coupon. That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) Don't go to a weight loss surgeon that gives you a 25% off coupon. That's all I'm saying. Just joking, folks. That didn't happen. It was 40. I want you to understand. 
Every person in this room right now can say something you didn't see how God was going to bring anything positive out of it. And I'm telling you right now, see, I'm on wheels. <laughs> Told you. You cannot hide from me. I am mobile. Everybody. Everybody, I don't care if you're those little beautiful girls that just walked out of here. Everybody in this room can say that you've been through something in your life. You did not see how God could use it to benefit you and how He could make it come out to be something good for Him or His kingdom. And at the end of it, you go, oh. Oh. Well, God, if you would have told me when I started that, I would have completely helped you out. You know why he didn't tell you? He don't need your help. He needs your faith. And he needs you to trust in him to walk in him. That's not even on my notes. This is good stuff. God's just still... Y'all are going to get messed up today. I walked in and I seen Tom Selleck sitting over there. And I was like, wow. I was going to say Sam Elliott, but the cowboy hat would slide right on off it. Anyway. Just saying. But I want you to understand something. You cannot go into this life thinking that God's going to give you what's going to happen before it happens. How many of you have ever prayed, God, why? God, why? I have. I ain't going to lie to none of you. You think I'm perfect? (laughs) You ain't knowed me. By the way, I was just telling Trina... Do you know that this week is actually our anniversary? Two years we've been coming to Overton. Two years. And if you don't know me by now, you better hold on. It's going to be a wild ride because I am not normal. I'm just being honest with you. You know, the thing of it is, is I want you, we're going to talk today about God's sovereignty. Okay, God's sovereignty. The Bible talks in a lot of places about God's sovereignty, but I've chosen only one scripture. I want to talk about one scripture. I'm going to use more scripture, but I want to talk, use one. You see, before we look at it though, I want you to understand how it's going to affect us. And I'm going to give you all a disclaimer. Okay? I... (laughs) There's a lot of books written about the subject of God's sovereignty, and we're just barely touching the top of this, okay? But you've got to understand, I don't know all there is about redemption. I don't know all there is about justification. I don't know all there is about sanctification. And I don't know all those other stations. What I do know is Christ does. Understand what I'm saying? I want you to understand, Jesus has got it covered. So what I want to talk to you about today is out of Ephesians. If you've got your Bible, grab it on out. Ephesians, it is a book in there. Some of you, I said a book a couple months ago, and they're all looking at me like, 
is that real? Or are you just messing with us? No, I'm serious. I want you to go to Ephesians chapter 1, so you don't have to try to find deep, right? I want you to do this. Turn to chapter, uh, or chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. Okay? That's where we're going to go. If you don't have a Bible and you want a Bible, pull out your cell phone. Just try to refrain from Facebook. I did a Facebook Live. I'm lying. I ain't never done that stuff. I watched one. I can't do <laughs> Man, people are funny. Here. I want you to understand what the Bible says. It says, in Him we are also chosen. Right? Having been predestined according to the plan of Him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of His will. In order that we who were the first to put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of His glory. You see, sovereignty basically means God is in control of all things. All things. Once again, this is the only part of English I understood when I grew up. What is the root word of all? All. All. The root word of all is all. You can't give a piece or a part of it. All is all. If God is in control of all things, that means even some of that stuff you didn't like gawking through, He was still in control. You see, another name for a king believe it or not, is sovereign. Hear me? He is sovereign. In other words, God is sovereign. Hey, y'all, welcome home. He is the king of creation. Y'all hearing me? He is the king of salvation. In other words, it's all about him. He's in control. You see, everything that goes on is under that control. Good and bad. And we struggle. But I want you to understand, His his purpose prevails. You hear me? God's purpose prevails. I want you to understand what that means. That means that God's will will happen. It don't matter who's in the White House. God's will will happen. It don't matter who your state representatives are. God's will will happen. It don't matter what the economy is doing. God's will will happen. He says he works all things out for good of those who love him. I need you to understand something. If God's in control and you love him and you're walking in his will, you will prevail. How many of you have ever stepped out of the grace of God? How many of you have ever stepped out from underneath his covering? 
the world will completely slap you in the grill. He will make you, the world will come at you. But do you know, even when you walk away, if God's will is what you're looking for, God, God is going to prevail even in through tur- turbulent times. God is still in control. You see, Colossians 1.16 says this, For in Him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through Him and for Him. I want you to hear, all of these little towers of power, all over the universe, were created through God or for God. Now, do you know what that means? That means some of the bad stuff we're dealing with was absolutely done and ordained by God for us to go through, through, T-H-R-O-U-G-H. Did it. (laughs) Through, not around, not over or under, but through. You see, when things are are coming against you <laughs> when you're when your health is whack and your children are whack and God is pulling you in different directions and you're like I don't understand God I'm trying to do everything you asked me to do why is this happening there is a reason and a purpose that will show itself in his time not yours Here's the thing. If you believe in Him, you walk in Him. If you walk in Him, you trust in Him. If you trust in Him, then He will show Himself to you. But it has to be at the end because you're going to try to fix it if you go in too fast. You have to get through it. Because it's set there for a purpose. Now, I don't believe Man, I'm going to have to wear gloves just driving around this place. We are not going to believe. How do you do? I don't. Do you think God makes bad things happen? I think God just allows bad stuff to happen. It gets your attention. What? Ain't y'all done that to your children? Don't touch that. It's hot. Don't touch that, it's hot. Don't touch that one. Don't touch that, it's hot. All right, go ahead. <laughs> You're bad parents. I'm permanently scarred because of that kind of stuff. You understand sometimes God allows us to go through something bad to where we understand what living underneath his protection actually is. You see, everything works for his good. He's sovereign. Do you understand what that means? That means if you're in the middle of a battle, if you're in the middle of a storm, if you're in the middle of something, he's using you or this situation for his glory. You know how many people I have been able to tell about the miracle that God did in my wife's life? 
You know how many people is going to actually see it when I get out of this wheelchair and I walk around without the fear of falling and hurting myself and I'm off of this dialysis. I'm so sick of plugging into a machine 10 hours a day. But guess what? I have a promise. I have a promise. Now, see, you're thinking, my promise is I'm going to be healed. I am going to be healed. I am telling you, look at this face. I know it's sexy, huh? (laughs) It is good looking. I'm pretty proud of it. Listen, you have to understand something. I am going to be healed. It may not be on the face of this earth, but I guarantee you in the gates of heaven, you ain't going to see me in a wheelchair. You'll have to look up to find me because I'm going to be the dude jumping and running down the streets of gold telling everybody, let me tell you about my Jesus. You understand what I'm saying? I am going to be healed. You know what my promise is? My promise is that when I am going through this, God's going to use it for His glory. When I go into a dialysis center where people go to die, I walk in going, let me tell you what Jesus has done in my life this week. You'd think I was just speaking Chinese. They don't understand it. Wait a minute, mister, do you understand your kidneys aren't working? You're dying? Do you not understand if I die, I win? Do you understand? You know how I can be happy? Put my honey in a wheelchair all day? I'm going to have the sexiest looking chicken legs underneath them wings you ever seen. <laughs> but I'm going to be like that long-legged hog because I ain't got, I miss every leg day. I'm going to get up there. I'm going to walk around heaven strong. You know what I want to see? I want to see those who came to find Jesus Christ underneath our ministry to where when we get there, they go, we heard you one time. You that hillbilly in a wheelchair. Yeah, now I'm just sexy without a chair. How you like my wings? You know what I'm saying? God's in control. I have a promise. I have a promise He's not going to leave me nor forsake me. I have a promise. Are you, you know how many people are going to freak out? Freak out when I stand up out of this chair and I take off walking. And I don't have to hold on to anything. And I don't have to worry about falling down. You think I'm in your face now, y'all? Overton better buckle up. Because I'll be coming going, guess what? We're coming on Saturday. We're going to figure out how to go door to door. We're going to get some souls saved. No, I'm telling you. Right now it's kind of hard. Door to door, it's like, no, I can't run from a dog. (laughs) You know what I am? Food. So I ain't doing that yet. But I'm telling you, there's a day of coming, y'all. I have a promise. Wow, I messed that up, huh? I have a promise. The Message Bible says it this way. Everything got started in Him and finds its purpose in Him. Everything. God, 
why, why did you create? Why did, why did you create God? Why did you allow God? What did I have to go into? Nobody's ever said these things. Y'all are perfect. Honey, we should have went to that other church where the sinners were. <laughs> you got to understand whatever is happening right now is ordained by God. That doesn't mean give up. That doesn't mean just float. Welp. I guess I'll never walk again. Oh, poor me. I guess I'll never have a hairdo. <laughs> what? I was stretching, Gary. The thing I want you to understand, <laughs> I want you to, it was actually Alan. <laughs> Man, you take a lot of stuff personal over there. <laughs> I want you to understand something. Everything that we go through, you can find the poor me in it. Everything. Poor me. God, why? I want you to understand. Everything has been started through Him and for Him. Now, how you weather that, your choice. There's where the, oh man, you just put a hair in my girl cheese right there. Right? How did you put, they just never go away. You, oh, yeah, I got it. And then you take another bite. Oh, there it is. That thing had to be 19 miles long. You never want a hair in your girl cheese, by the way. I just want you to understand, when you go into a battle, it's God ordained for you to go through that battle, that trial. Why, how you respond to that is on you. Are you hearing me? How you respond to that trial is your decision because you're a creature of free will. He's allowing you to go through something. How you walk through that is your choice. You're going to walk through it on your own or you're going to hold on to the hand of God and get through it unscathed. You're going to get through it. It just You're going to come out cut up, sliced up, chewed up. You're going to come out going, Woo! That was a wild ride. Your choice. You have to make that choice. Have faith that relationship issues. Have faith that financial struggles. Have faith that relocation issues. Have faith. Health issues. Have faith. Everything is going to be done according to God's purpose. You walk through with that faith. You know what? Your pity party doesn't last nearly as long. Now, I ain't going to lie. I'll never forget September 13th, 2010. When we found a peach-sized lump on my wife's breast. We knew 
immediately. We were in trouble. And my wife started bawling. At 11 o'clock at night, baby, I want you to get married to a good person who loves Jesus because you're a jerk and I don't want my son raised by a jerk. And baby, I love you and I want you to be happy. And baby, do me a favor. Don't let this happen. And God, don't let this happen. And she went into a pity party. And we cried and hugged and all for, for 45 minutes or so. I'm talking snot dragon tears. No, it just messed us up. And then God grabbed a hold of my heart, and I looked at her and said, you done? Good. Now let's start praising God that we found this. Now we start praising God that he's going to be in control. Let's praise God. And do you know, the only Sunday my wife went through two years of chemo, and the only Sunday she missed, we carry her in, and put her on the front row, and she would cover up with her little uh, beanie because she had a naked head, and we put her up on the front row. And every Sunday, the love of my life, my anchor in this world, sat in the front row and worshipped Jesus Christ going through the worst trial anybody could ever pray to go through. And you know what? Twelve years later, On this side of it, I see God's hand in everything that happened. Everything that happened. I didn't see all of it in the middle. What y'all, y'all halfway through a battle and went, oh, I know how this is going to end. I didn't. But we had to have faith that all things work out for us because we loved it. You see, his purpose is his glory. What is, what is the purpose of being God's sanctification? It's his glory. In the passage, in verse 12, Paul says this, in order that we who were the first hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. I got more I wrote down here, but we're going we're gonna to close up here in a second. I need you guys to understand something. Everybody I meet, I'm going to tell about the miracle of what has happened to my wife. Every soul I meet, when they ask me, how come you're in a wheelchair? Let me tell you what God did. I bled to death, y'all. You hearing me? Sound familiar? I done bled to death. Shouldn't be here. Let me tell you about my Jesus. You don't understand. Am I in a wheelchair? Yeah, but let me tell you how that happened. Do you know what happened? Is they gave me the wrong blood, and they gave me more blood of somebody else's type than my type, and it changed my blood. And now I have a brainstem damage. Where I stand up, I fall down. Guess what? My legs work. You know why? Because they're getting, I still keep them things moving as much as possible because when I get to heaven, I'm going to use them. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Let me tell you when I'm in my prayer closet what God can reveal to a person who ain't got nothing else to do. (laughs) Think about it. He slowed me down. You know how he slowed me? He put me on wheels. 
I can't run anymore. I'm slow. Let me tell you what happens. is in my prayer closet. You know what? I ain't got nothing to do but spend time with God because my wife left me and I can't go nowhere. She takes my wheels. <laughs> you know what happens is when I see things that are harming and my heart hurts so much and I don't see how, God, this cannot be of you. And yet I still see people coming to church and going, okay, but yet. You see, the thing of it is, is we've got to understand the but God syndrome. Let me tell you, I don't know what's going to happen, but God does. I don't know why I'm in this wheelchair, but God does. I don't know why my kidneys quit. But God does. I don't know why we're where we're at. But God does. I don't know why we had to go through 12 years of literally hell on earth and her health. But God does. I don't understand why your son got shot. But God does. I don't understand why I'm stuck in the position I'm at. But God does. I don't understand why I am struggling. But God does. I don't understand what's going to come out positive from this. But God does. But God does. Why do you take people when it's too soon? Why, why, do I, why are my choices now coming back to bite me? <laughs> what, ain't nobody in here ever thought that? <sighs> I don't know what's going on and why... We're in the political climate we're at. I don't understand why God has been stripped from everything that we hold dear and true to us. I don't know why. 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 But God does. God does. And if you stand in Him, it will be for His glory. Not yours. Not mine. His glory. It's when we try to insert ourselves. Nobody's ever heard of a TV evangelist that fell from grace. None? Nobody? A few. You know why? It no longer becomes about God, it comes about them. Don't be putting yourself on any pedestal thinking you deserve something that everybody else has. Comparison, remember, comparison is the first thing to failure. Because when you start comparing yourself to others, you'll start feeling like exactly a failure. Don't. Don't. I don't know why. You were here in Overton this morning. I don't know why God brought you to this church. I don't know why that you walked through these doors. I don't know why that this sermon was the one that he gave me on the way here. I don't know why things were changed. But God does. So when you're struggling and you're wanting to know and you're wondering why and all those questions that are right, right? It's 
What, anybody in, got it in here? In, any, nobody in here has ever had that why question pop up? You're all liars. I've seen three-year-olds. Why? But why? But why? But why? <laughs> Jesus, that was, his, I, I was, it was a response. <laughs> but why, Daddy? But why, Daddy? But why? Because I said so. But why? Because these words come out. But why? <laughs> God knows. Ain't none of you ever been that way. Listen. Here's the way you walk in faith. Here's the way you walk in faith. Is when you don't know why, God does. That's exactly right. Faith in Him is complete faith. Remember what the root word of all is? All. Give all of our body, our mind, and our spirit to Him. In Jesus' name. Father, I love you. Thank you for the opportunity to come home again. God, I pray that you will just help each one of us to remember who's truly in charge. And God, that we will remind ourselves that in all things are through you. All things, good and bad. Keep our eyes upon you. And let us remind ourselves that you know, and that's all that's important. And we give you praise in Jesus' precious name. And our church says, amen. God bless y'all. We're going to have some biscuits and gravy next door for those of you that ain't from country. It ain't chocolate gravy. It's other gravy. I growed up on chocolate gravy and biscuits. But we're going to have some stuff that's pretty close to home over here, all right? Come worship with us over here. We're going to just get to fellowship. Love y'all. See you in a couple weeks, all right?